外国人说中文好奇怪吧 ？Isn't it strange to hear a foreigner speaking Chinese? Welcome to Inside the Chinese Mind, the podcast for learning how to work cross-culturally with China business and with Chinese people, and about China business development. Your hosts, Dr. Helen Jung from Cambridge, United Kingdom, and Darren Fuchs from Thomson Gear Lawyers in Australia. Hello, Helen. How are you? I'm very good. I'm very good. How are you, Darren? Very well. I'm doing. Had some uh, wonderful、uh, seminar yesterday. We teaching、uh, people in,、uh, in our one-day training on inside the Chinese mind, and it was great to see some of the learnings from people there and how、uh, their perhaps difficulties they were finding being Westerners working in Chinese companies. When the Baker Jung model was to,、uh, explained to them, they started to see how things were operating around them in their neck in their Chinese companies. Yes, it's it's really rewarding, Darren, to see people actually nodding or laughing or have have such a Painful expression on their faces. That's why what happened. And, exactly. Yeah, yeah it was yeah. great. So that's、yeah. good. No, that's wonderful. And I also enjoyed how we talked about the model that you developed to compare how the Western thinking. How we developed. How we developed together. Thank you. Yes, yes. Yeah. <laughs> how the Western thinking premise is is different from the Chinese thinking. Yeah, and, But, and yeah, yeah, and fundamentally、mm. different thinking styles when you start from. Comparing yin yang、sure. as the basis of Chinese thinking、yeah. to、uh, premise, premise, conclusion: something is right or good, something is wrong or bad、Definitely. in the Western thinking,、yeah. and how that that permeates the whole of the differences in thinking styles between the two cultures. Indeed, and just for our podcast who just joined us in this episode, they can go back to. Episodes five, six, and seven. Five, six, and seven, where we, Darren and I, discuss the, the model. Baker Jung model. Great. Jung being here. <laughs> <laughs> so, Helen, what's our topic of the week? This week, Darren, we're going to discuss communication. Yeah.、Um, or as we say, I fear nothing, but I fear foreigners speaking Chinese. Yes. I don't <laughs> know how true that is. <laughs> I remember when、uh, Xi Jinping,、uh, before he was.、Uh, Uh, president of、uh, of China,、uh, he when he was、uh, number two, he came out to Australia, and Kevin Rudd, who was then the、uh, Prime Minister of Australia,、yes. uh, we're at a, an event where there was only about three thousand people at Parliament House in Canberra. Yes, and Kevin Rudd, who speaks fluent Chinese, Chinese yes,、uh, opened up with that statement, right, <laughs>、uh, which was quite good. So communication, well, I guess the basis of communication is language, Helen. Yes, indeed.、Um, just before we get into this,、um, I just want to bring it to our、uh, listeners' attention. This is again a very high-level, generalized, generalized discussion.、Um, there are differences、e、exist regionally um, in um, China,、mm. and in, even within the city, you will have the differences between、oh, yeah. suburbs and places、yes. like that,、um, and of course, down to the individual that you're working with. Yes. So、um, again, in in China, there are many spoken <coughs> languages, dialects.、Uh, in fact, if I go down to the south to Yunnan province, I will need a translator to help me、wow. to translate、yeah. their dialect into Mandarin, which、yes. is the official spoken、yes. written language、yes. in China. Yes.、Uh, or we call Hanzi. 
that we uh, we write. But then again, in Taiwan and Hong Kong, they have what we call the complicated or standard yes, version. Yes, yes. Where in mainland China is called the stand uh, simplified, simplified, where uh, when the uh, Mao Zedong established a new People's Republic of China. Uh, they decided to simplify about a little over 2,000 mm. Chinese characters mm. to make the writing easier. Mm. And would it be correct that at school, uh, children in China will also learn pinyin? Of course, yes. We will learn pinyin, which is the way you will, uh, how to pronounce certain Phonetic. word and yeah. the, the tone of yes. that word. Yes. Um, and the Chinese language is a tone, um, has four tones, Mandarin. I think it has five, one neutral as well, but you right. keep going. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, Cantonese apparently has nine tones. Mm. So, yeah. Yeah. So there's a, a, a relatively common written language throughout China. Yes. Which is uh, the Victoria language. There is Pinyin, which is merely anglicized uh, alphabet. Yes. Giving phonetic uh, translation to Chinese characters. Uh, but the but that is only a learning tool for kids in school and yeah. for foreigners learning uh, Mandarin or Pudamwa. Yes, sure. Uh, and there's how many dialects around China? Oh, I hate to guess, probably is, around two hundred yes, or so. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, just for those who are looking for example of Pinyin, uh, if you go to our podcast notes, mm-hmm. um, where the first line we said the. Um, isn't it strange to hear a foreigner speaking Chinese? Mm-hmm. Uh, there's something in bracket with little strokes everywhere. That is um, the pinyin, uh, the whole pronunciation of in how pinyin. do you say "外国人说中文好奇怪吧"? <laughs> yes, yes, and our podcast notes uh, are always on our website at chinaadvisors.com. Uh, under podcast, you'll see the uh, the written notes there as well, so you can follow those if that helps. Uh, yes, yeah, so the language is uh, is a little more complex than Western language, and it's pictorial. It's Indeed. not uh, it's not uh, words in sequence. No, and also for me, there are still Chinese characters that I I don't recognize. Yeah. There, um, on average, a Chinese person perhaps would know. Um, about one to two thousand characters, which is enough to read a newspaper. To quite read easily. newspapers, and then it goes. Our most authoritative dictionary <coughs> has about one hundred fifty thousand yeah. characters. Yeah, yeah. Where the English language, supposedly at its max, is about thirty-six thousand words. That's interesting. Yeah, and tell us a bit about the historic context. Oh yes, in uh, communication, uh, Chinese culture in general. Um, is a introverted or, or inward-looking culture. So we have sayings like uh, "silence is gold." Mm. So mm. Um, you know, the more, the less you say, um, it means you know you have a better reserve or you're you're a better person mm. almost. Uh, and then the other saying is that you only tell people one third mm. of of what's on your mind. Mm, mm. And as we um, go further in the discussion, we will touch more, um, more, we'll discuss more on the filtering mechanism that the Chinese go yes, through before yes. they say anything. And I, I love how 
in our training programs where we have a CV for each of us in our packs. Yes. My CV is seven pages long. Right. um, And uh, I have an LLB and a a commerce degree. Sure. Uh, You have a PhD (laughs) and various other degrees and your CV is one page long. Yeah, no. So we can see the extrovert and the introvert together. Yeah, no. uh, And the cultural difference of extrovert and introvert there. Sure, sure. And language, uh, I like to talk about linguistics a lot. I, I, I enjoy it as a subject. Mm. Um, I tend to say that the differences between uh, Western communication and Eastern communication is that Western communication is speaker-dominant linguistics. That is, that the job of the speaker is to make sure that the receiver understands what I'm saying. So Westerners tend to say what they think and think what they say, and they make sure that they have... Uh, a full story, a complete story. So they say 110% of what's on their mind uh, and they tend to start with the conclusion first and the reasons following. And we don't tend to change our uh, content or the message much on hierarchical structures or, or who we're talking to or the saving face issue or uh, any other issues. We tend to say the same thing we would to one type of person as we would to any other sort of person. And what is Chinese like? Where compared to uh, the style that you just mentioned, Darren, I'd say that the Chinese are, um, they just naturally consider these factors before <coughs> they speak. Mm. So the hierarchical nature of, you know, who am I talking to? Mm. Are they senior in ranking, older than me? Uh, what's my relationship with them? Is it a formal relationship? Um, you know, how much should I reveal? Mm-hmm. What am I saying? And then the connectedness, um, the model we talked about in our previous podcast and in the Baker Zhang model. So all these will go through a Chinese person's head um, simultaneously yeah. before they convey anything. So therefore, it results into most of their messages are indirect Mm. uh, and they would usually never say no to someone Mm. just because they don't want you to lose face and they don't have to root. Exactly. Someone to lose face. Uh, Mm. Yes doesn't mean yes. No. (laughs) No. So I would describe that language as uh, receiver dominant linguistics, that it's the job of the receiver to wheedle through all the other information uh, which deals with hierarchy and nianzi um, and face uh, and guanxi and zhongyong and all the other issues that are part of the baker Zhang model um, uh, to and, and the job of the receiver is to sort through all that to get to understand what's being said. Exactly. Yeah. And another way to um, describe this is um, perhaps one of the earlier uh, models that's widely um, recognized in both the academic and the um, business mm. arena by an um, anthropologist, Edward Hall. Mm. Uh, so he wrote a book in 1976 called Beyond Culture, and it refers to the way different cultures communicate. Uh, he classifies a low-context uh, communication, which is communicate information in a direct, explicit, and precise ways, as you were just mm-hmm. describing there. Yes. Most of the, uh, you know, Australian and the uh, American, um, mm-hmm. some other Engli- mm-hmm. Western countries, Western, English-speaking yeah. countries, yes. tend to uh, fall on the low-context style of communication, yes. yeah. where 
The other one is the high context cultures where communication is largely implicit. Mm. Uh, context relationships are more important than the actual words. Yes. And therefore, you know, people may say a few little word, a few words mm. than what they really mean. So mm. it's again, like mm. you were saying, it's up to the listener yes. to fill in those blanks mm. and then to really work out the full picture mm. of that message. Mm. If I was to be a Westerner and I was to say, uh, I think we have an agreement on, on areas A, B and C, but we still differ on areas D and E, mm-hmm. could you give me an example of how a Chinese person might communicate that if we were negotiating across the table and we're seen as both, say, presidents of separate companies? Right. Well, the Chinese person will never say agreeing on A, B, or C, and D. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will either agree <laughs> that in general we're almost there, there's mm-hmm. just some small details mm-hmm. we're ironing out, mm-hmm. or there's no deal at all. Mm. So mm. we don't look at things mm. in this linear way of ticking mm. one, two, mm. three. But pretend you're a, you're a Chinese president, right? Right. And you want to communicate that to me in some way. How would you say it? Um, I probably just won't go ahead. I won't say we agree with A and B. We won't agree with C and D. I won't say all <coughs> no, that. No. no, I would just say, oh, this is a very interesting conversation. We probably probably need to revisit this um, mm. at another time. Mm. Um, mm. Let's just talk about something else. Mm. Let's wrap up. Yep. Darren, I know you have a very good example about how this different communication style works. I do recall one which was a, a, a negotiation between two people of equal level, one mm-hmm. in a Western company, mm-hmm. one in a Chinese company. Right. And uh, um, they had got to agreement on, say, let's, points, let's say points A, B and C, mm-hmm. but they were still working on D and E. Mm. Uh, I know the Western person was thinking, uh, of course, we've agreed on A, B, and C. Now let's resolve D and E. But before he said that, the Chinese uh, president on the other side said he he just changed the conversation and looked out the window and said, "Actually, we have a river like yours in our town as well, and your river flows beautifully around like a long snake, mm. and ours flows beautifully around like a long snake as well. And it's lovely to see that there are similarities between us on those things, such as A, B, and C." Mm. And our rivers come to a point where they reach the ocean and it opens up and no one knows where the water goes to from there. Mm. But on D&E, let's work together to find where that water goes together. That's beautiful. And it was a much different way of saying it. That's <laughs> wonderful. And that made the point across how um, the Chinese are trying to find, emphasize similarities. Yes. And then the common goal. Yep. So hopefully that'll take negotiation yeah. to an mm. agreed area, mm. to a common ground. Yeah which on the Baker Jung model, I think showed a real in young way of looking at things. Sure. Preserved face between the parties, Mian Tzu. Mian Tzu, sure. Right? Yeah. Right? And without getting into a direct confrontation. Correct, yes. yes. And the harmony was continued. Mm. Mm. And the wonderful way that, that the Baker Jung model shows how Chinese will think of ways early to avoid problems mm. and work around mm. them. Sure. Mm. Very interesting. Um, the other point, uh, which is the concept of time, yes. where Hall has basically said the high context cultures, uh, you know, i.e. the Chinese, for example, mm. they will typically use a what he called a polychronic perception of time. Mm. So what does that mean is, is that they see what we, as in Chinese, see time as fluid. 
Yes. So in other words, we pay more attention to how dynamic things are, how things can change all the time. Yes. And going back to the yin yang concept,、mm. which is basically <coughs> the only constant is change. Yes. Where for us in the Western cultures, we often subscribe to a what he calls the monochronic culture.、Mm. So、um, people from this culture see time as tangible and sequential. Can be saved, spent, and so on.、Mm. So they then will stick to、uh, strict deadlines, be punctual, turn up in meetings on time, and so on. And、you、only doing one task at a time. <laughs> <laughs> at least Westerners believe they have a perception of doing that. Of course. Yes. 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 But more in the professional. Certainly is no. You're absolutely right.、Yeah. There's, there's much. There's a great difference between West and East. Right. Yeah. 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 It was interesting and, in in our、um, training yesterday when、yes. we showed the comparison between the Chinese and the Westerners. Oh yes. How we turn up in time for a meeting. Yes. And the feedback from the Australian executive is that if the meeting is nine thirty, they、yeah. turn up at Nine,、yeah. <laughs> sit in the car for ten minutes, and then show up at nine fifteen. That's it. Yeah. And have you got any examples of the differences between formal and informal communication, Helen? Oh yeah, sure. There are plenty of those in、uh, in Chinese. There are a couple of there are in fact many words when we talk about the talk. So there's the formal talk. We、mm-hmm. often call them guanhua, official、mm-hmm. talk.、Mm-hmm. So. You will typically find that in if it's a first first meeting between、yes. you, particularly when there's government officials involved, they will probably say a lot of things are very formal.、Mm. They may not mean much to what you're doing. They will talk, you know,、mm. from the t- context of globalization,、yes. China going global,、yes. how the trade communi- communication relationship between China and your specific country, and then they even go into one belt, one road, and then you'll、mm. be going. Why am I here? What am、mm. I doing?、Mm. But that's what we call the、uh, formal or、mm. the official talk, or、yes. sometimes they even called、uh, big talk. Yes. So it's it's、yeah. it's just there for people for the Chinese people to express what appropriate in that type of、uh, context. Yes.、Yeah. Where once the trust is built, they're more relaxed. They、uh, remember in our model、mm. we talk about how. It's all about context and relationships. Yes, they're not fancy. Yes. So once they have a personal relationship with you,、mm. they then will slowly and gradually go in occasionally to the informal talk,、mm. which then they become more real, relaxed, and then the points will become a bit more direct.、Mm. But bearing in mind, it's still a very high context、mm. way of communicating.、Mm. Hmm. Do you have an example? I have one、Plenty. that that I, I think wakes me up in the morning. Right. <laughs> <laughs> where I remember there was a、uh, a merger where an American company、right. had taken over、mm-hmm. uh, a Chinese、uh, privately owned enterprise,、mm. and the American、uh, American bosses were、uh, approaching、mm. the operations of the Chinese subsidiary、right. as if it was in the U.S.、Mm. Right, and not in China,、mm. and the Uh, the American president、mm. came out to Beijing to meet with all the top leaders of the Chinese subsidiary. The American president of this company. Of this company,、okay. of the head company. Thank you. <laughs> not Sorry, Mr. Not, Trump. Not Donald Trump、okay. at this stage. No, it wasn't Donald Trump. I apologize. Thank no you. No problem. <laughs>、um, and so the American company president、yeah. uh, was uh, had you know a, a theater seating arrangement for all people,、uh, so set up in the American style,、mm. and they had the the podium where he was going to speak from and. 
uh, he was to be introduced by the Chinese company head or the subsidiary, the head of the, the Chinese subsidiary. Right. And the Chinese uh, president, yes. I'll call him, uh, no, the head, I'll call yeah. him, uh, came up to the podium and welcomed everybody there and spoke about wonderful yeah. that they have a new relationship mm. with our American friends. Mm. And in fact, it's not a friendship, it's a marriage. And right. we as the Chinese are the young bride uh -huh. and you're taking us to your bed for the first time. Oh. And we hope that you're gentle with us uh -huh. and understand us and find the ways where we can be happy with you in bed as well. Right. And of course, the American president uh, uh -huh. uh, of the company yes. had a speech about how we had financial targets and we must right. achieve those and we must kill, <laughs> kill, kill and right. fight, fight, fight to get there. Yeah. But it was beautiful how the Chinese yeah. leader sure. actually set up yeah. the American company right. leader, yes. so it was difficult for him to make all these hard steps straight right. away. <laughs> and of course, the, the American uh, uh, leader yeah. uh, had to then rework his speech on the spot to match what had been put before right. him. That's a beautiful example, Darren, because um, there's a Chinese saying that sharing the same bed but having different dreams. Mm. So the Chinese think it's very important that mm. if you're in a partnership, mm. in any type of relationship, yes. not only you're in the same bed, you should be sharing the same dream. Yes. Mm. Yeah. yeah. Lovely, wasn't it? That's beautiful. Yes. What about non... So we've tapped in, in communication, we've talked a bit about language yes. and linguistics. So language is different, it's pictorial, therefore they can think anywhere in the picture as opposed to lineal, which is English going from one, in sequential. one direction. Sequential, sure. thank you. All right. We've talked about linguistics, mm -hmm. uh, how, how the mm -hmm. richer uh, context requires yeah. a lot more carefully placed information. So you have to read between the lines all the time, sure. as opposed to a direct speak. Yes. What about nonverbal cues? Um, this is a very interesting area, Darren. You, I mean, you and I, we had an interesting mm. discussion with our participants on our training yesterday yes, about yes. you know how do you read the nonverbal cues. Um, my view is that definitely you should always observe yes. whenever it's possible. But mm. the warning is that there are cultural differences. Yes. For example, the Chinese would not look into your eyes. Mm. That doesn't mean they're lying or they have something to hide. True. Because for them, it's looking in somebody who is superior than you. If you stare into their eyes, that could mean rude or impolite. Yes. And yeah. also the Chinese will smile. They will put a friendly smile on their face, mm -hmm. but it, it doesn't mean they're really smiling. Mm. It's just a symbol of showing respect yes. and showing face. Showing face, yeah. Again. Yes. So, but there are other body language uh, cues yes. that if you watch closely, you could decipher, you know, who's mm. the decision maker in yes. that meeting yes. or in that context yes. or what are they thinking mm -hmm. or are they, you know, impatient or... Mm. But then again, you need to really apply your own intuition ex experience. Mm. And I love what you said yesterday too, Darren, about mm. you know, how can you correspond mm. to the body language mm. to encourage <clears throat> yes. a better communication yeah. non-verbally. It's always better um, to build subconscious rapport mm. uh, and rapport, rapport is reduction of difference. So right. Building, uh, creating reduction of difference on the subconscious level mm. to perhaps match people when they're sitting, right? right? And just try to be the same way they are. If mm. they're not exuberant, mm. don't be exuberant. Mm. If they're mm. relaxed, be relaxed. And just try to match them. 
it's a natural process throughout the world that that mm. opens up communication. That's great. And yeah. all the things we're talking about here today mm. are intended to give you mm. the PIN number to the ATM machine. Now, <laughs> these might give you the PIN number to help you communicate better with the Chinese. It doesn't, matter, it doesn't mean that there's a lot of money in the bank account or if it's actually a negative at the moment. Um, and so you may not get a deal, but if you can take away these barriers to getting to understanding, that will be a good PIN number, a good way of getting into the bank account and finding out what, uh, what is available for a deal. I've got a big question for you. Sure. Translators. Yes, um, this, uh, we actually in the book specifically wrote about the importance mm. of finding a good translator because the translator is more than just translating the language. Absolutely. Uh, if you can translate, and particularly we covered the context, mm. how the language, um, how the way we communicate is so different across the Chinese oh, yeah. and the Western cultures. Yes. And then you add on that the layer of the business context yep. and the industry and you know, the relationships and policy. Mm. So you want to make sure if you can find a translator who can also give you all those layers that are not communicated. Absolutely. Um, we used to, uh, when um, Jeff and I used to work together, um, Jeff is the Baker John model, the baker, <laughs> by the way. Um, he used to say, but Hang on, I've, I've just said one line, but you said about three minutes. Mm. And then sometimes I say 10 minutes, you only said about two minutes. Mm. What's going on? Mm. So there are the nuances that, that if you um, can find a good and competent translator, mm. Mm. hopefully with mm. not just the cultural awareness, uh, hopefully not just with the language capability, the industry capability, but mm. also with cultural awareness. Yes. And then that'll help you yeah. so much. Yes. Uh, because that person, he or she, is the bridge. Yes. And the bridge is what we're after. Absolutely. Yeah. So mm -hmm. I think a translator, in my words, uh, has to be able to translate three things for you. One is the words, the second is the meaning, and the third is the culture. Absolutely. Right. And perhaps the other one is that if you can keep the same translator because that provides consistency. Absolutely. For the Chinese people, that's very important because yeah. they know you're keen, you're committed, mm. you're here for the long term. Mm. It's best you turn up with similar mm. team, if not the same mm. team, every time yes. you meet them. Yes. That builds that level of safety. Yeah. And trust. Mm. And trust, absolutely. And I think everything we talk about in the Baker Junk model is intended to help build trust between Western and Eastern people in business. Absolutely. Yeah. And having a translator who can translate the meaning mm. and the culture for you as well mm. um, is a great asset. And in the past, sure. I've said, have you translated what I said? Mm. And the reply was, no, I've translated what you meant. Ah, that's very good. That's very good. I actually have another example. I worked um, uh, with a, a consulting firm. We were meeting a, a Chinese, it's a joint venture organization. Um, and my consulting firm I'm engaged with, their, yes. their goal is to sell their consulting um, service to yes. this joint venture. Yes. But the joint venture side had a translator. Mm -hmm. So every time when my, my managing director, the yes. big boss, keep on saying to the 
uh, other side you have problems mm -hmm. this is your problem this is mm. that's why you need us mm. right mm. where the their translator keep on toning down his message because for her that's rude to tell yes. directly to my right. boss you have problems yes so i had i then had to intervene and yes. jump in yes. to say it in chinese yes i would say oh i'm sorry what i wanted to add is mm -hmm. that what we think mm. so i'm not criticizing the translator because mm. then you're not giving her face mm. Mm. then you're making a scene mm. for her to lose her face mm. But also, I wanted to make sure what we're really saying, the point get across. Otherwise, you, you're, you're wasting the opportunity. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. Well done. Yeah. Podcast, mm. thanks mm. for today. Thank you very much, Darren. That Tadien, was an interesting conversation. It was. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. See you next time, Podcast. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Thank you for one flight in China.